3: David.
4: Football. Football,
0: David.
2: The Dave damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at Dave Now here's your host, Dave damashek
5: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 173 of the Dave Damoshek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shack S-H-E-K. We're back from Tahoe, me and Black Tie back in Studio 66. No sun burning my face. I'm back in the shelter in the shadows of this cave that we call 66, and I am seated as usual next to my main man from nfl.com it's adam rank what's the poop fellow
2: hey boss thanks for having me
5: sure, I sure. Gotta, what a pleasure i wish I we could have had you up in uh, well, tahoe uh, you
2: know what that's what i wanted to say a couple of things number one jealous as heck wish i could have been there Looked like you guys were having a great time oh we did but absolutely not to go all adam shine on you but absolutely fantastic one, work uh,
5: one fantastic wow well, one
2: we- fantastic interview after another i was i was enthralled Go back and it.
5: listen to the podcast or look for the video, at uh, again, at NFL.com slash Shaq, There's some video highlights up there. We talked with the likes of Brian Erlacher, A.J. Hawk, Chaz Barkley, Joe Buck, John Fox, Stephen Curry. Oh, yes, we dipped oh, uh, yeah. dipped our toes in uh, some non-football waters while we were up there, and it was, a, it was a gay old time, to be sure. Brian Urlacher, I guess, is the one that got the most news, mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk. And I did a Michael Jackson duet, that was nice. Chaz Barkley and I debated the origin of matzo balls and so on. So make sure you dig it all up. But the Urlacher one, oh, let me say hello to uh, who else is joining us here in Studio 66. From all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, it seems like his favorite team is getting more and more buzz. It's not dying down. In fact, it's only accelerating as the Dolphins' 2013 season draws nigh. It's Handsome hang.
4: He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed, thank you, Dave. Thank you very much for inviting me to be here. And I'd like to chime in and echo Adam's words. I think you guys did a terrific job in Tahoe last week. And frankly, I don't know how you're going to follow up on that.
5: Well, we'll see. Well, I, you know what? You lead me into promoting this episode. Thank you, Handsome Hank. You're a professional. I am not. But we do have legendary wide receiver, the best wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, coming up in just a little bit what? here. It's true. It's true. Late <laughs> well, of the Niners, the Raiders, and Seahawks. I'm going to ask him what the best uniform is. That that's one thing for sure. Yeah. you
1: know we were supposed to get Michael Jordan last week in Tahoe, the, but that didn't work out because he didn't
5: show up. So I, I you know, I'm I, more th- upset about not getting Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. But uh, that, uh, that was the one I Aaron was. I wanted sounds to give it like, with.
4: Although the, all the pictures are that you and you and Black Tie had a fabulous time. It sounds like you you've spent too much time together. Can you give us some insight into some of Black Tie's foibles that maybe we oh. don't know about?
5: All your concerns about yep. black tie and what he's like, you know, in when, real life, when you have when, when you he's have, not
4: behind glass,
5: when you have extended exposure yep. to black tie, you think,
4: wow, I wonder what
5: uh, wonder what uh, ugliness lies in as you what peel that onion. About. Right. It's all true. He's really. a terrible driver. I mean, he oh, is. Yeah. He, we're he's driving. awful.
2: Yeah, we did a road trip to Seattle. I can verify. He's
5: so bad. But he drives like an old lady. I mean, yeah. he drives he drives 20 miles under the speed limit. Yes. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, it's windy out. <laughs> what? It's windy out. So that was ridiculous. Then Terrible. he committed nothing less than a felony. I think it's a felony. <laughs> he took the do not disturb sign off of the door of at the hotel of the person next to him because he couldn't find his own. So he stole.
1: And because that room was actually disturbing the peace a ton so i felt no remorse and i took it and wow. the next night they took it from me again. you don't
5: know that they're the ones who stole no it they did from you. trust
1: me they did it was it was it was definitely in that room and then i stole it again and then on my way back though from the gym i i just i just got a new one and gave him back i felt bad at that point stealing it two nights in a row but wow. hey
5: it was delightful company accepted now let's say hello to some good company here He's been with us for some time now, he and his pal from the Around the League Debate Club, but uh, he comes to us with some sad news today. Here he is, everybody. It's Mark Sessler. What's the poop with you?
3: Well, I do have some sad well, news. Yeah. I mean, I guess in a sense... Dan you know, has, has from a, been arrested. Yeah, Dan... Well, I haven't seen Dan in 10 days, and I'm completely convinced that he probably has been doing something of a legal nature. Um, I'm going to tell you what, though. I have an announcement that I think the company would say this is good news, mm-hmm. but it is... It's, it's a little bit sad because it marks the end of um, potentially our time linked, linking the debate club with uh, with this fine show. I don't
5: understand it. Who ge- who decided to give us the hi-hat? This podcast took you under its wing and made you into broadcasters, and now you're flying off. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just found out about this myself. I don't care for it. So no more debate club, but... Around the League is getting its own proper podcast, and it's going to be three days a week. Yeah, Debate Club Whoa. is taking a dirt nap. Uh, it is
3: being replaced essentially with the ATL podcast, which will broadcast starting this week with training camp launching Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Right. And
2: that's going to be throughout the season?
3: It's going to be throughout the season, and they even increase days during the season. That's got you got Greg Rosenthal in there. You've got Chris Wessling and Hanses and myself. We'll rotate...
5: No it, one cares. All right.
3: We've said has, more than enough
5: about
4: who it. Have I hit all the bullet points the bullet points? Than, uh,
5: Black no. is,
2: is Black Tie getting moved to that podcast?
5: <laughs> well, let's just well. say I was in a part of the
1: decision making process to make it its own podcast. I felt they needed uh, I felt they needed that audience,
5: that iTunes audience. And I see. Needed it to be I, the I think thing.
2: they need I think they need your steady hand.
5: Well we, so we have can start I am pleased on so what? So fine. Go away. Your your old news. We here's good news <laughs> new here's good new news. We have a new logo. We have a logo now, a uh, proper one that looks <laughs> yeah. like... Uh,
4: Not just a new logo. We have a logo.
5: Yeah, a logo, period. Yeah, so we have that, and you can check that out on iTunes uh, if you care to see what uh, what the graphics people design I'm, for I'm going to
4: put it on NFL.com, too. Oh, are you? Excellent.
5: Yeah. Now, listen. So, well, I, we went up there. The takeaway or the big uh, highlight, I guess, in terms of newsworthiness was Brian Erlacher of the Bears. Of course, he retired just a couple months ago. He said... That he would be, he told me he would be pissed if the Bears won the Super Bowl without him this year. Mm-hmm. And that makes perfect sense to me. And yet, people are reacting to it quickly, fellas. Do you have any, pro- I mean, and, and certainly, it was said, it was said with a, a tongue-in-cheek on some level, but there's also some, uh, you know. So, uh, to me, it's a valid emotion. I don't want those guys to go on and win without me. You know, you know, oh yeah. I couldn't make it. Uh, I couldn't make it to the big party. I hope you guys have a good time. Party ones are like, yeah, it rained the whole time. It was terrible. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. That's what you kind of want to hear. True rank.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is on the same level, but the year after I graduated from high school, our football team won the CIF title, which is the you know the the big the big deal. And a lot of my best friends were still playing on that team, and I I was happy for them. But at the same time, as you're sitting there, you're like, great, this I missed out on this. It is, it is something that uh, I don't know that I'm rooting against it, but it is a little bittersweet.
3: Sure, sure. Sessler, how say you? Well, you're right. That's not on the same level. But uh, <laughs> I, I have no problem with his comments. I, I could see he's a bit of a salty guy, and I, he was saying it tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, it's going to take some time for him to turn around and want to see the Bears succeed after the way they parted. It was a little bit ugly the way they parted. Handsome Hank.
4: Uh, what it tells me is that Brian Erlacher one day will make a move to the media and will be very good at it. Normally, you hear from players after they've retired a bunch of sort of platitudes about how they still love their teammates, all that stuff. It's refreshingly honest. I, I agree with it. I think he's t- just telling you the truth. I and w- It shows how he opened up to you. Maybe you guys would make a good team. That's right. <laughs> well,
5: that's mainly because we were you have a bald no. guy.
4: You have a bald guy sitting next to you now. You could add another one. Yeah,
5: imagine yeah. how, yeah, well, if Erlacher had been with rank, he really would have opened himself up. You know? Yes, we yeah. were. We really got, uh, well, that sounds we dirty deep. almost. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Don't make it any worse, Frank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So I thought uh, that was interesting stuff. And I also talked to Trent Dilfer, who to me is gangbusters. You know, I you talk about a guy who cuts to it, who clearly is not concerned about uh, hurting feelings with his opinions. He's pretty cut and dried with I don't think this guy has an arm that is uh, on an NFL level and so on. So I enjoy uh, how forthright he is about these things. And I said this to him. In a vacuum, everybody loves everybody loves the hyperbole, and we've talked about it on this show over the last month. The, the thing of, like, Andrew Luck is going to win multiple Super Bowls, you know, and right. Peyton Manning, you know, he's, he's going to get another one. And Tom Brady, you know, <laughs> he's not going to retire without another ring. And so on, and you know Russell Wilson is going to win, and RG three is going to win, and everybody seems to forget the fact that yeah, that sounds so like reasonable. Oprah giving
2: out Super Bowls. Yeah,
5: listen, I think there are a lot of QBs. There are probably fifteen to twenty QBs who who legitimately could, right? Exactly, could 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 win a are or capable of winning a Super Bowl. But again, they only give out one Lombardi a year, and that's that's the real trick of it, isn't it? that that, that you only get one annually, and then you throw into the mix. A guy like Joe Flacco, who nobody really is looking at one year ago, is a guy that they're going to win a Super Bowl without it. So that takes another opportunity away from the usual suspects, the guys who you consider likely to win Super Bowls. Again, the Bradys and the Mannings and so on of the world. So that brings me to this, fellas. What do you say? Who? I'm going to give you names. You tell me. If they'll ever win a Super Bowl again, I'm not going to give you Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson because that requires way too much speculation. You don't know what's going to be over the next dozen years with those organizations necessarily. But in the second half of careers now, as the windows are closing, we can we can do a little bit. uh, uh, The speculation can be a little uh, keener, I would expect. Mark Sessler, I start with you. Tom Brady, will he ever win a Super Bowl again? Yes, he will. One more. He is now. Let me. Let's talk about his uh, his his life resume. Mm-hmm. He's thirty five. Yeah, he's a young man. Well, all right, but not in football terms. Okay. He has no receivers unless Gronkowski is ready to go. Right. I mean, he has no legitimate wide receivers. He's going to win with a defense that has not been good for eight years now. They do have an emerging running game. Belichick, you know, they're they're you know the the emperor. I don't. I don't want to say he has no clothes, but he's in his underpants at this point.
3: <laughs> you know, I. I just think that Brady um, is part of a team that's kept. Un- When's he going to win it? Then I think. I think t- going to be this year. No, 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 not this season. I think they are in a transitional period, obviously, right now. But that
5: how team- old's he going to be? I mean, he's going to be a. Uh, he's going to be downright old in a transition by the time they get back to where they need to be. He's gonna well, be I don't right say old. that
3: they're in a transitional year the way that maybe. You know the Detroit Lions are or something. It's like they they've are a team that consistently reloads, and I just think that he's the kind of quarterback that will find a way to get them back. But listen, they came twice within a play of him winning two more Super Bowls. You know, so it's uh, I don't have a,
5: think that's a stretch to say that Brady gets back. There, and I think he will. A stretch, no, but will it happen? Yes, I am not so sure. Trent Dilfer actually said Brady will not. Handsome Hank. And rank, how say you guys?
4: I um, well, first of all, I know that this isn't the point of this podcast, but um, I'm going to break a little news here. Um, Tom Brady said earlier, just today, today is Tuesday, uh, told Peter King on his brand new website that um, he plans to play past the age of 40. So that informs part of this conversation. That said, I don't think Tom Brady will win another Super Bowl. I don't see, like like you say, I don't see either on offense or defense how the Patriots win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, and Brady's only going to get older. He's, yeah, you know, and age-, it, 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 age, age does catch up with those guys. And then once it hits, and here's what we do know about those older quarterbacks, once you get that first kind of injury, whether it's an arm or a leg or a shoulder, that's kind of it. You might play another two years but you never get back to the level that you were. And that, that happens with age. It's just the amount of times you throw a ball or the risk that you take of, of getting hit that that many times yeah. at, at that age.
5: And you can go to NFL.com and find Elliot Harrison's good piece on that, that there's, are, there's plenty of success to be had for QBs over the age of 35, but he's really bucking history winning a Super Bowl. And that's the trick. It's right. not playing well. Is is he going to win a Super Bowl? And, of course, we've talked about the fact that while our perception is he's a big clutch Big game winner, guy he has not played well consistently in the playoffs in some time now. Rank, how say you, Tom Brady?
2: He seems to play his best when he's not surrounded by a cast of all-star receivers. Now, of course, fantasy-wise, he's been putting up huge numbers when he got guys like Wes Welker and Randy Moss in 2007. However, he didn't get a Super Bowl. When he won his Super Bowls three out of four years back in the early 2000s, guys like Troy Brown, Deion Brandt, not necessarily superstar receivers. He did, he did better with those anonymous teams. And if this defense, which I actually think is on the rise, can come together the running games a little bit better, like it was in the early part of the decade when he was winning, I think this Patriots team might surprise some teams.
5: So X some- factor, big X factor, is the Miami Dolphins. Nothing less than the Miami Dolphins. Maybe the Bills. I don't know about E.J. Manuel, but I buy Ryan Tannehill. I, maybe 2013 isn't the Dolphins' year, but I think that they're legitimately – Building things, yeah, they threw some money around, but I also think that the integrity of the overall roster isn't being slept on in favor of just bringing in a couple of high price items. if that team comes on that 's the thing that the Patriots have had going for them in the entire Uh, Tom Brady era yes the Dolphins have snuck in there and the Jets have been competitive but uh, uh, over the course of that decade they haven't really had stiff challenges they always get one of those top two seeds it seems and I think that that is going to be a bugaboo for him if he has to win an extra playoff game in uh, in the AFC just to get to the Super Bowl as he gets older and again I don't like that defense that much I say no Ben Roethlisberger handsome Hank How say you
4: uh, ben Roethlisberger, thirty-one. I, th- I think yes, he's thirty-one years old. I think that's a team. Old that's...
5: thirty-one. Nah, I
4: don't know that's, about what, that. that's what they say. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't care for them, whoever they might be. Well, you've heard um, it though. He's, he's taking a physical beating, but I don't, I, I don't buy it. Um, my I think they are a team in transition as a Steelers fan um, surely you know this uh, you 've got a, a defense that 's getting up up there in age and, and has had to lose a few parts you 've got an offense which um, you know is, is is transitioning at the receiver position a new running back potentially um, there i I think he will win another super Bowl in his career, but i don 't see it happening in the next three years
5: next well, then he's going to be old then he'll be 35 so at best so you see in 35 I think 35, he could. I think
4: he's one of those guys that's probably you know if you're talking about about he's he's at the back end of the second half of his career if you uh, the uh, the he's the middle he's in the middle that's <laughs> the, the middle word. act of his that's three act word. play exactly. yes and so it's tough to see but i don't think the steelers are going to win a super bowl in the next 3 years but but you know based on everything we know about Mike Tomlin, how the Steelers build teams, it doesn't take them that long Let to get Let me say back. this to you,
5: though. The the problem with that is if the Steelers go, and this is a possibility in what figures to be a pretty tough division, you have the defending champions, and then you have the, Ra- the Bengals, who a lot of people, including Jerome Bettis, that was another compelling uh, tidbit that came out of our conversation with him in Tahoe, is that he agrees with me. The Bengals are the best team. And then he says the Ravens, and he says Bettis does it, and he keeps a close eye on those Steelers. They're the only team in the division that has not improved themselves yes. this offseason. So, yes, that's a problem. And if they go 7-9... and nine, Believe me, people are going to start rallying for Mike Tomlin's head. That will happen, and there will be. And they're they're one of those steady organizations that they're not just going to make uh, firings and clean house necessarily. But Belichick is is he'll be there as long as he wants to be there. He'll never get kicked out of there. But. I think that that there's a chance that they could say, "Wow, we're trying to tweak this thing and still be a winner." They, I could see a seven and nine year being like total blow up, start from scratch kind of thing. This is a big year. They have to be able to run the ball. I think the Steelers have to establish that they can get back to running the ball the way they used to, uh, you know, in the early stages of Roethlisberger's career. And they have no number one receiver, so I think you're right this year that they can't win a Super Bowl. Rank, how say you?
2: For all those reasons, no, I don't see it. Never again
5: ever say never but I, just. I want a yes or no <laughs> yes no. or never no never never win a super bowl all right i'm gonna start with you on this one rank drew Brees. drew Brees. oh wait i did i not ask you know, it's, fine. it's fine whatever go I, go prepare I'm slowly for being atl <laughs> fancy pants club <laughs> he will win one
3: but not in pittsburgh <gasps> I don't like that at all. Whoa. Where does that come from? I think he will wind up on another team after a complete the meltdown in Pittsburgh. In and, the CFL or where? No, in the NFL. He's going to guide another team to a Super Bowl win. All right. If you're going to be wild with your thoughts, then
5: now you have to speculate where that's going to happen. Cleveland's. Arizona. Arizona. With Bruce Arians. Oh, that's not uh, completely insane, is it? I don't like it, but there's there's something to that one. Interesting. Pretty smart. Show 173, dial it back when it happens about three years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. We, we won't mention you by <laughs> name. <right
4: now. laughs>
5: right. Um. Wow. That's pretty good. All right. Rank. Drew Brees. Yes. Drew Brees. Yeah. I, I think they, you know, the I Falcons, like I'm like- turning the corner on the Falcons and now I'm ba- I think I might have to redo the projections uh, for the training camp edition, I think I maybe have to put the Falcons into the playoffs. I think that offense is just going to be unstoppable. That said, uh, the Saints are going to be—I think they're going to be a playoff team.
2: They're going to be really good too. I don't—I don't, I don't want to go into the play or the uh, analyst c- just cliche-ridden things about like, oh, they got a chip on their shoulder and they're going to you know put it all out there and leave nothing the chance but that's exactly what they're going to do. I really and that's think That's exactly what
4: you're going to do. That's too. exactly what I'm going to do because a motivated
2: Sean Payton is one that I don't think that the a- N- NFC South wants to deal with. I think the Saints are going to have a big year.
5: And you think so Drew Brees what is he 34? He Why came in you the same a,
2: year as Ladanian Tomlinson, so yeah, it thirty-four. About that time. Yeah,
5: got I mean, he's another guy. That's the point: is that these guys are old. They, big, they have legitimately. That's really. He was
2: the Chargers' quarterback for a while. Like, in case, yeah. oh, yeah.
5: in case, in case it's not obvious that that's really the the thrust of this conversation, it's not yeah, diminishing that these guys are are aren't good. It's just you know they're if we assume as a lot of people do. Wow, it's the Niners or the Seahawks this year. They're going to win a Super. All right, well then all the guys we're talking about are going to be a year older. So what are the chances? <laughs> that they're going to do it a year later from now, Sessler. I'm going to go no on Breeze. I, I, you know what? I'm with you. I think that he is not going to because I think that defense another year now they have Rob Ryan who's proven to be mediocre. So the de- so the offense will be a juggernaut, but it better outscore everybody. And in today's game, that everybody scores a lot of points, or you know, comp- uh, you know, legitimate contenders score a ton of points. So it's just they can't win. You know, let's say, are they going to win three shootouts, maybe four in January? That seems like a tall order. Handsome, how say you?
4: I say yes on Drew Brees he because did. I think that they will score a lot of points, and I think they can win shootouts in uh, in January.
5: All right, but this <laughs> analysis, again, this maybe means that all these names. When you say yes, it kind of assumes that they're going to do it in the next year or two. Because if they yeah,
4: don't, I'm, I mean, I'm, uh, Brees, Brees' window realistically, the the names aside from Roethlisberger, the names that you've mentioned are uh, three, you know, it's three years.
5: All right, because, I'll say another I, one who definitely doesn't have three years. Peyton Manning, Peyton, Mark Manning. Sessler, how say you?
3: I say no. I do not think it's going to happen. It would have to happen this season, I think, for the for the Broncos. And uh, I don't think it's going to go as smoothly as it did last season. I think they're going to be challenged. They uh, they have some issues in general, I think, on defense. Um
5: I, I don't know. I, Peyton Manning to me is has won his last Super Bowl. What are their four games? They go Giants, which is winnable but not uh, not an easy game. What's we'll this is if uh, assuming Von Miller is not but available the Falcons to play.
4: Are in there? Well,
5: that's well they a, played the Falcons last year. Um, yeah, but without Von Miller, the game you know that's that's going to be a serious problem for them. Um, they have a rugged a schedule. Raiders, it's a really rough there's a schedule. a Raiders game at the front.
4: Yeah, one of those four games is a Raiders game.
5: Um, Handsome Hank, Peyton Manning. No. I agree. I I, say I think
4: Peyton Manning has to do it this year. I agree with Mark Sessler. And and whenever you look at those teams that are like, they do great one year, and then everyone says, this is their year, never, ever works out like that. Mm -hmm. Regardless of who the quarterback is or or the situation, it's never a smooth sailor. And not
5: to be too simplistic, but I do think Von Miller is – is close to being that whole defense. I mean, not to say that they have no one capable otherwise, and their run defense should be a little bit better than it was last year, but they don't have an awe-inspiring three levels uh, to to contend with when you look at them. And if you can handle Von Miller or if he's not on the field for a quarter of the season, then they're right out of the gate behind the eight-ball rank. I know your answer, but how say you?
2: He's going to win this year. Oh, my goodness. Is that right? Adam Rank said What happened?
5: (laughs) Wait a second. I've
2: just... I've just resigned myself to the fact that guys who I don't like to see win end up winning just to spite (laughs) me. A-Rod in the 2009 World Series... LeBron James with his back to back titles and Phil Mickelson just won the
5: open. It's what like, do you what have if, against any of those people? What do you why would those you Those re- are the
2: bad guys in all of sports.
5: Why is Phil Mickelson? Explain that I one to know. me. What's so bad about Phil Mickelson that everybody was so uh, upset to see him not everybody no, what but are you a, lot of, a, a lot of people talking about a lot of people were upset. He seems like a nice guy. He's a family a, guy, has all a lot like, of, hugs <laughs> his hugs his wife and three little doesn't, girls doesn't and everything. The, that's Sweet.
2: A seem, he seems like a red light guy. Like the red uh, lights what? on? The, uh, the red light of the camera's on? yeah. And he's sitting there hugging like, hey, make, guy. hey, make sure they get us in. Make sure that they, we soak this in. Make sure that they get a good are shot. You, you, we want all the. We're seeing my face, right? I mean, right. I know okay. it's this so, is me. Being we don't a great need guy. to see
5: my daughter's faces. We just uh, get the. But it's clear that I'm a family man. I see what you're getting. Wow, <laughs> oh, it just man, you know maybe
2: what, you know what's uh, what's unfortunate or probably fortunate for him. I did ask somebody who worked for Golf Digest, one of our editors here, John Marvel, and he said Phil was a good guy. And I'm like, oh no, because he'll he'll let me know on some guys whether they're good guys or not. And we'll get into that now. But I guess Phil Mickelson is a good is a good guy but I was rooting against him in the open and
5: he won. So. See, you're, but you're giving me and you a bad name when you say you root against Peyton Manning. I have no rooting interest unless he's playing the team that I root for. I don't care if Peyton Manning wins a Super Bowl. It's become personal. No, no, it, no. I guess Hold you're on. right because no, no. I've been attacked on Twitter That's too often about saying I don't think he's a he's a clutch performer. Then, then I'm a terrible human being for because saying, for people always ask like the facts.
2: People always ask, like, what do you have against Peyton Manning? And for years, I nothing. I just point out the fact that he loses in the playoffs every year. And now it's become a personal thing where everybody just assumes, because I point out facts, that I'm a bad guy. Last one.
4: You're disputing your own facts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with the trends. All right. Last one.
5: And then we're going to dial up uh, Jerry Rice here. Tony Romo. Mark Sessler, how say you? No. I don't see it happening. Cowboys are another team
3: that, despite whatever talent they seem to have on the roster year-to-year, so inconsistent. So why can't he go to Cleveland then and do it? I don't think that would help his situation at all. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I, just, I don't understand how you take Roethlisberger away from the Steelers. So, Romo, everybody loves him. All of his defenders, all the Romo apologists. apologists. Well, I, anytime I, – he's another guy. If you say, I don't think Tony Romo – is a clutch guy this then to people who want to argue against that elliot harrison of the uh, of the nfl network as a for instance loves to combat the argument that tony romo isn't clutch and throws big games away by saying you know tony romo you think he's horrible and he's not i i don't think tony romo is horrible not at all i think he's dynamite on, on a mediocre team yeah but the fact is that if you're the main man and you carry your team to that point, it's the equivalent of an action hero in a movie, dominating, 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 getting things to a certain point, and then at the end of the movie, being like, "Well, I'm not going to take care of this." Hey, uh, hey, sidekick guy. Hey, uh, Indiana Jones in 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 uh, Temple of Doom, <laughs> saying the short round, like, "Well." I mean, I've gotten a this, this for a short, short round. How about you do something in this, in, in, and get us over the <laughs> well, hump here? I mean, it's like, a, well, Tony Romo, if he's the man and he's carried him this far, then he has to continue to do that. But anyway, you're that's besides getting, the point. Not, I think Tony Romo... The problem with him is he's 33-34 himself. He's yeah. not a spring chicken, and unlike Ben Roethlisberger, who also has taken a beating, he's sl- a slight guy. He can't – I mean, how much more beating can he take and keep coming back and being productive in the NFL? Well, just
3: to be clear, though, I'm not pinning that Romo can't win games. I'm not going down that avenue. I just – on that team, I don't see it happening. I agree.
4: Here's, here's the problem, and I realize he's one of the 32 men that – pays my salary but while Jerry Jones is the Dallas Cowboys general manager which I presume he will be for the remainder of Tony Romo's career as a, as the Cowboys quarterback the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to win the Super Bowl
5: I am very conflicted I wanted to make the Cowboys I was ready to make the Cowboys my a my NFC East champs for 2013 and then once you're in the mix you you can conceivably go on a run but I think it's now going to be the Eagles why am whispering it? I don't know, <laughs> don't but I think it might be know. the Eagles. I say Romo isn't going to win a Super Bowl, but I will say Joe Buck, who's going to do the play-by-play of the game for Fox, made a good point. I said, what is the most compelling Super Bowl? And he said, well, if you put the Cowboys in there, wouldn't that be neat to see Tony Romo on the big stage? That would be a fascinating thing. Two weeks of, can Romo do it? You know, even if he dominates in the in the postseason, we'll still be like, I don't know. It's the Super Bowl. Is he going to show up there <laughs> and do true. it? It would really be fun. <laughs> that That's be a great fun. point. Rank, cold I'll weather
2: Super Bowl at MetLife Stadium. Oh, yeah, it's cold. Some, <laughs> some ridiculous fumble. That would, that would be his luck. This would be the Super Bowl That's he right. gets to. And the stadium filled with New Yorkers rooting against Jason him. Jason
4: Garrett <sighs> says, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Tony, today. Could you be the holder? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, yeah.
5: So we basically were sort of pessimistic here. Or Who was the most optimistic and who was the most pessimistic? I think I said no on everybody pretty much. I said yes on two. I say – I don't want to say yes on Roethlisberger. I didn't give an answer on Roethlisberger. He's He's the youngest of the gang. I'm going to say that the Steelers, as a rule, don't stay down for that long. Even in the 80s when they weren't good, they were in the playoffs more than you sort of think. I think, yeah, uh, but he's got to be able to run around and stuff, and he's not <laughs> going to be able to do that when he's 35. He's not going to be running around and taking shots and still throwing the ball from uh, you know behind his back to somebody Let's say no for ah. Say no for Roethlisberger. Okay. <laughs> but if the Bengals aren't good this year, if, if Andy Reid, I mean Andy Dalton isn't good, then the Steelers are a viable option come twenty fourteen. I you don't raised, know. This is a hard game we're playing. But Who you came also, up with it. I don't like it. But
2: you raised the <laughs> point earlier. Like Matt Schaub could be in line for. He has, he I by has the way, I think anybody.
5: I think it's Schaub or Dalton in the a- from representing the AFC come well, uh, come February. Well, that's because those the, two, two, teams teams
3: two teams have met up for two of the worst playoff games that's in of our lifetimes. Time. Yeah, that's Tiers true. Row.
5: I think Matt Schaub is this year's Joe Flacco, who was last year's Eli Manning. I think that uh, we we see Schaub get to the elite. Super Bowl, but he won't win <laughs> is yet. And Matt then we're gonna, is, elite? is Matt Schaub I elite? Can't Wait for that <laughs>
4: conversation next year. <laughs> Adam Shine, book me, book me in. All right,
5: Black Tie, he's flapping his arms around like he has to do something or other. What? I,
1: I, we missed out on Michael Jordan last week. I'm not missing out on Jerry Rice. Okay. All right. Wait,
5: Black Tie, I mean, Handsome Hank wants to say
4: something. I just, very quickly, I Dave, I'm um, going back to the UK. I have to pay, as a, as, oh, no. as, as a citizen, you have to go and pay your respects to a future king when they're All born. All
3: right, so I, I, I can't believe, I feel no, like... Please. I've been I summoned. feel like
5: a heel muzzle tub, to you and your nation. No, no, I no, can't no, believe it. what I'm hearing. <laughs> I hear the James Bond. Wait, 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 I wait, hear wait. the Bond theme, and that doesn't even make me think to congratulate you and your they, nation. that's
4: kind, and we uh, we appreciate your thanks. But seriously, I, I have to go and pay my respects. That's what, uh, as a citizen, that's what you have to go and do. So I've been summoned um, by their majesties to return to the United Kingdom. But I was wondering, is there anything I can bring you, Adam Rank, um, uh, black tie, uh mark sessler yeah a ticket
5: a a ticket to the steelers and vikings game in late september how about that all right that's what i want that's what you want i also well what kind of the english people don't make good food i'd say fish and chips
4: amazing food crisps
5: some crisps that was that all that brought on was controversy all right listen go so when do you leave you leave this weekend i'm
4: leaving tomorrow
5: all right very good handsome hank we'll miss you you'll be gone for a fortnight
4: that's what we call it. Yes, 14 days.
5: I know what a fortnight
4: is. You All have right. to tell Some me what here a Fortnite don't. is. Some people in America are like Would I Fortnite? say fortnight
5: if I didn't know what a fortnight is? I
4: don't know. Yeah,
5: no. Here's another revelation I just had and then, and then that's it. Then you can call up Jerry Rice. Hold on a second, Black Tie. This was stunning to me. I found out that uh, one of our co-workers, the foreman Mitchell Schwartz, and then I brought this up and I realized many other people who work here don't know this. This isn't pigskin related. That's another thing that people don't know who drew Pearson and Rocky Bly are. I, I have come to realize that a lot of people in their twenties don't know that Paul Newman is the man behind Newman's own salad dressing and the whole line of food. Oh, please. Well, that why, is, how could they not know that? I, His
4: face is on the bottle. I,
5: I, I, how, I don't know how, exactly. How could they not know that is the question. I have no idea. That's troubling. All right. We've said more than enough. Mark Sessler, I bid you good day and good riddance, and I'll thank you to serve as my proxy to deliver the same message to Dan Hansus.
3: Well, it's a bittersweet moment, but I thank you for the many hours of enjoyment. There are yeah.
4: tears in his eyes. Could you be a bit nicer Tom?
5: <laughs> Listen, he's made his bed. Now it's time for him to lay in. <laughs> it. Oh, boy. All right, there he goes. Mark Sessler, best wishes with the ATL, the new show, which you'll be able to find on iTunes. As soon as, I guess, later this week. And Handsome Hank, travel safe. By the way, so you didn't say. So what do you want the baby to be named? It's a boy. Do we know yet?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, uh, Prince Joffrey. King, <laughs> i'm looking for king joffrey they
5: should have named him
4: the wolf king the wolf king that would be awesome i think king joffrey is where it's where it's at <laughs> so that's my prediction that I'll, would we'll bring it out. back that would bring england back wouldn't it be cool <laughs> that I had would black ties doing waving his arms and stuff but wouldn't it be cool if it turned out that prince william or whatever the duke of cambridge whatever whoever he is now uh, is a huge Game of Thrones fan and wanted, no one's and wanted...
5: afraid, right? No one fears the Queen, right. Mom, and Prince Charles. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't make me. It uh, doesn't intimidate me. Is Prince Charles he's upset? Namby, he's namby pamby but now, now you get Joffrey. the redhead. <gasps> uh, and obviously you have the uh, the redheaded stepchild yep. or whatever you want to call uh, Prince uh, Harry, whatever you want to call it could, Harry. Things
4: could get could get. Pretty dark, pretty quick. Harry
5: teaching. Because yeah, listen, Harry is essentially, I mean, he's not a small person, but he's not unlike uh,
4: the uh, the little guy, the
5: little Lannister, the, the elf, the, <laughs> the elf, whatever. Yes. Him. He could be whispering in the ear of this Joffrey yep. concocting who knows what exactly. the world would be racked with nerves.
4: And then there's there, there, there'd be you with some dragons who could come from overseas that's interesting. An army of, of, That's something um, we
5: should do at a later date. We have to figure out in in real twenty thirteen global politics who are the Game of Thrones Dave, people.
4: That sounds like while I'm away for two weeks, would you? I, I'd like that work. No, on my you desk, have a long on my desk by Monday.
5: The you have a long flight. I'd like you to do that. You have a long flight. You can figure it all out. Do the okay. whole map of the Seven Kingdoms okay. or whatever it's called. All right, handsome Hank. Enjoy your country, people. Try not to get sucked up in their soccer nonsense. I, I Keep your eye on the prize. He, he, he
2: avoided it for most of his yeah, life. Exactly. I think,
5: I I think we're it safe. i for several
4: years. Yeah. So I'll be all right. T.M. Right. Lewin
2: for me,
5: though.
4: All right. I'll get you a shirt, Adam. All
5: right. There <laughs> he goes, handsome Hank. And now let's get to it. The main event. All right, Rank, this is plenty good. I know you grew up a Rams fan, so yes, that's, you, did, you didn't probably root for this guy. But I didn't
2: really enjoy him much as a player.
5: Yeah, but he. I hope he won't <laughs> take that personally <laughs> and hold not. it against the podcast here. <laughs> he is, of course, the greatest wide receiver of all time, and according to NFL Network, when they put out the top 100 players of all time, he's nothing less than the number one football player of all time. He's here with us right now. It's Jerry Rice. What's the poop, fella? How you doing? How you guys doing? You guys are excited. I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm I'm raring right now. Well, first of all, I saw you and uh, and glad handed with you up in Tahoe last week, and I have to commend you on this. A two sport. I mean, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, and they get all the headlines, but Jerry Rice, a legitimate two sport athlete himself. Out there on the putting green, everybody else is up there it's cocktail hour in mm. Tahoe for all the celebrities. Not for Jerry Rice though. He's out there burning the midnight oil putting the ball, working on his game. How did it work out for you last weekend up there, Jerry? Well, well, I needed to work on my game because I had a new putter
1: and mm. I was trying to I was trying to tame that putter. So I had to really put a lot of time in and that's why I was doing extra I would love to have been up there having drinks also, but I just felt like I needed that additional time to get comfortable with the putter. And uh the first round, it was a little difficult. I, I didn't make as many putts, but the second round I was able to get 20 points and 17 points, but I ended up with a total of 47. So the first day was a real difficult day. And uh, if I had put it well, if I had executed well, if I
5: had scored in the 20s, I probably would have been in the hunt. Uh, you know,
1: to try to win uh, the American
5: Century. Well, uh, like I say, legendary work ethic. Obviously, his. Uh, you've transferred it from the gridiron now onto the under uh, the links there. And I want to talk to you about some football in just a second, real quick though. Tell us about what you're doing. You're designing, or you you have a contest, and people can win ten thousand dollars. That's no jive. Ten k. To help you, e-
1: I'm I'm trying to give away some money here. Yeah. That's all right.
5: I know, I dig it. And you're d- to do it. It's uh, to to create your website so you can see all the Jerry Rice is up to now and uh, going forward. Wix, w-i-x dot com is the do-it-yourself web designer. There. Any other details that we need to uh, well, to know about to contribute? Here? Well,
1: yeah, Wix dot com. Uh, you can go to Wix dot com, but. I partnered with Wix because I wanted my fans to have an opportunity to design my website. Uh, I wanted them to have fun. I wanted them to get involved. And the winner is going to win $10,000. We started this around July 9th. Uh, yesterday was the, the last day. Uh, We're going to have a panel of people, and the selection is going to be made on the 26th uh, of this month. And the winner is going to win 10000 and we wanted it to be about your creativity, originality, uh profess well I was always a, uh, you know, a professional uh person on the football uh field. I'm looking forward to all the different designs. It it should be exciting. So, I'm happy to be a part of it and uh um I can't wait to uh
5: to see the winner and uh to give that individual $10,000. Ten thousand dollars. That's pretty good. Here's a question I've I've wanted to ask you for some time. White or brown rice? I'm sorry, white or brown rice. You're Jerry Rice. After all, what's your preference?
1: (laughs) I've never been asked that question. But uh, how is that possible? How could that be?
5: Brown rice? rice, Yes. (laughs) What's your favorite rice preparation? You got pilaf. You got risotto. You got – what else? Rizzotto is, is real cool, but, you know, you just give me the plain rice, brown rice, and, and I'm good to go. All right, all right. Well, let's talk about some 2013 <laughs> pro football. And I, I just last week, Brian Erlacher, you may have heard, uh, told me that he hopes that the Bears do well, but not too well. He doesn't want them to win a Super Bowl without him. Did th- Did that happen? You're obviously a very competitive guy yourself. Is there any part of you – Right when you left the 49ers, at least, it, was there any part of you that said, you know, listen, I don't uh, wish my friends ill, but on the other hand, I don't want them winning at all the year I walk away from the team?
1: Yeah, I think we all think like that because we competitors and stuff like that. And, and when you get uh, released from a team or you have to move on, uh, you don't want them to have that. Uh, you know, incredible season The next season But uh, that's just part of it And uh, with Erlacher What he did for the game of football You know, he's one of the top linebackers uh, That ever played the game And I'm very surprised To not see him uh, suit up again Because I, I still think the guy can play
2: It's weird though Because Brian Erlacher Is associated with the Bears It would seem weird To see him in a different uniform But you did it How How were you able to do
1: that? Well, for me, I still had football in me, and I, it was just not the right time to walk away from the game. That's why I went over to the Raiders, and when I went over there, I put the uniform on and and I looked at myself and I said, you know what, I look pretty good in this silver and black, and everybody agreed. And I went on. I had uh, I think the the year after I got released by the Niners, and I played for the Raiders. I went to the Pro Bowl, did everything, so I, I wanted to prove to everybody that I could still play football. Then after that I left, I went to Seattle for a little bit and, uh, tried to, uh, <clears throat> to get on with the Denver Broncos for a second, but it didn't work, you know, it didn't, uh, didn't work out for me and I decided to retire, come back and I retired as a San Francisco 49er and, uh, because that's really where I started. You know, my legacy is with the Niners and I'm hoping for big things for them this coming season.
2: And one of the big catalysts for a big season will be Colin Kaepernick who came not out of nowhere, but he's just another in a long line of great 49ers quarterbacks. You've had Joe Montana, Steve Young, now Cap. Kaep- it's not fair. I grew up a fan of the Rams. We had Dieter Brock and Jim Everett when I was a kid.
3: Dieter Brock, Tom.
2: That's not, the, first of all, Jim. That's, <laughs> We can talk about that game, but what I want to know is... I, I'm not going to say anything about that
1: game, but I remember Jim
2: remember Let me tell you something. Okay, now now you've got me started. We, and I'm going to say we as at the Los Angeles Rams, we are beating you on December 11th in 1989. We are beating you by a comfortable margin. John Taylor catches two 90-yard touchdown passes. What, what happened in that game? I, I well, still, you know, wait, to this day... Guess
1: who was the, hey, guess who was the lead blocker? <laughs> yeah, Jerry Rice. I was leading John Taylor all the way to the end zone. I remember I remember those long runs and stuff like that. And during practice, we always practice getting downfield, uh, getting in position to make blocks. And I was right there to lead him into the end zone. And it was great to see.
5: It was, no, you're wrong. It wasn't
2: great to see.
5: <laughs> I thought, yeah, I like that I like, ruined my birthday. I like, uh, I like rank that you asked the question. What happened in that game? John Taylor scored two ninety-yard touchdowns on you. That's what happened in that game. They were better than you. How about that? Yeah, but I wanted, I wanted
1: to show that I was the complete player. Yes. That's yes. why I was downfield blocking.
5: <laughs>
2: well, my point was, if the Rams had won earlier in Candlestick Park in that season, all they right, gone- but
5: you didn't win when oh, it counted, no. Rank. We're talking oh, to Jerry God. Rice now. Listen. <laughs>
1: You know, I used to hate those Rams, right?
5: Of course. <laughs> Why? They were the gum <laughs> on your shoe. They, they 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 never posed any real threat to you. Well, this is they th-
1: were in, in our division, so you got you know you had the Rams, you had Atlanta, uh, New Orleans, those teams, and we got a chance to see each other twice. So. So pretty much hated them, and uh, just wanted to go out there and uh, and just play my best football.
5: Well, well, you know that actually leads me to uh, something. You talk about division rivalry, and uh, you know it's it's going to be a fascinating showdown, clash of the titans, 49ers and Seahawks, who who may be the two most talented teams in the whole NFL, and they happen to be in the same division. So those battles are going to be compelling. But you know, we just heard in the NBA, Dwight Howard he leaves the Lakers to go to the Houston Rockets. What do you make as a legendary guy who played for one of the iconic franchises in the NFL? If you're a 25-year-old, as much as you can put yourself in a 25-year-old kid's uh, shoes in 2013, does it matter anymore to these guys, whatever whatever professional sport we're talking about, does it matter to be a Los Angeles Laker, a Dallas Cowboy. You know, Romo's apologists will often point to, well, he does it, but he has that star in his hat, which heightens the pressure. Is that true? Does it really make a difference anymore if you're associated with one of those legendary franchises or not?
1: I I think with Dwight Howard, he wanted to just have fun in Los Angeles, and you can't do that with Kobe Bryant because Kobe is all about winning. So uh, he felt like he had to leave. And Kobe is all about winning championships, and, and I think Dwight, Ho- I mean uh, Dwight Howard, he just, you know, he just want to have fun, and that's not the most important thing for him. So I guess by him going uh, to the Houston Rockets, okay, he can have fun, but I don't see them winning uh, a championship with uh, Dwight Howard. Speaking of the kids today,
2: Colin Kaepernick got into a little bit of trouble. He was posing with a Dolphins hat. Is that something that you could have seen Joe Montana, Steve Young, doing posing in another team's hat? Come on, you know
1: that would never happen. <laughs> no, you know, I, I think with, uh, with with Kaepernick, uh, he learned his lesson from that, and he's not going to do that again. And that's something I would never do because, you know, T is everything, and I think if you're a San Francisco 49er, there's no way, uh, and you the head, you the leader of that, uh, ball team, uh, you're gonna wear another team's helm, I mean, hat or helmet or whatever. So I, I think he, he learned from that. He's a young kid, but one thing I have met him, I know how competitive this guy is. He's always gonna work hard. He can, he has that rocket arm. Uh, he can run like a deer, and he's always going to just leave
5: everything out on the football field. So so I give him that one, but, you know, you, can't, you just can't do that. So you do think then, because of that, I guess that's what I was getting at uh, with my question a couple minutes ago, is do you think these guys care the way you do? You say 25 years later, man, I hated those Rams. Do people care? Do these players these days care about rivalries the way that uh, players in your era did? Oh yeah, without a doubt. And guys, I'm gonna use this as an example. Think about RG three wearing
1: a, a Cowboys hat. Yeah, what, it would be what terrible. Would that be like? Yeah, oh. yeah from it, Texas too. Right. And you look at you look at the rivalries and stuff like that. You look at the NFC uh, West right now, where Seattle done gotten better, Arizona gotten better, also uh, St. Louis, and it's not gonna be easy for the San Francisco Forty ers this year. Because, you know, with Seattle, they got those two big corners that they pretty much had outnumbered last year. And they bring in uh, Percy Harvin. And, and Seattle, they were averaging around uh, 37 points the last six games. Now you bring in a weapon like that. So they got uh, significantly better. Uh, the Niners lost uh, Michael Crabtree. Now they lost their guys, to the run after catch, and also their threat outside. So some of the young guys going to have to step up. And then you go to Arizona, where Carlson Palmer left uh, the uh, the Raiders. Now he's with uh, Arizona, and hopefully he's gonna really help that offense out a lot. So and St. Louis got better, so it's gonna be difficult in the NFC West. And but I'm still rooting for my Niners to get it done.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, that division is plum scary. There's no dead weight there. People make their jokes about the Cardinals, but like you say, they should be vastly improved just for having a competent QB. You're obviously a competitive guy on all fronts. Where It where it, it, uh, it comes up, it, it seems, in almost every comment you make, you can hear that you still have some com- competitive fire. So, Calvin Johnson, it's a passing league much more than it was when you were playing, although you were in that West Coast offense. Still, Calvin Johnson is... In the ballpark of on pace to catch you statistically, everybody raves and oohs and ahs about him. What do you make – where do you come down on Calvin Johnson potentially breaking your records?
1: You know, I feel feel records are meant to be broken, but if you are not in contention or anything like that, then it's going to be a little bit easier to put up big numbers because Mm. team's not going to worry about you. You know, I I did – uh the majority of my 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 record breaking and stuff like that when we were uh winning football games winning championships so i think with Calvin Johnson right now and and i i really admire what he did because still to get almost to 2000 and uh you know catch so many balls that jo- that shows that this guy is dedicated and he has his heart in the right place and he works hard but unless there uh winning football games, then it's going to be different because now team's going to double you. They're Mm -hmm. not going to play you one-on-one. And he's getting a a lot of that uh, at the moment because uh, they're not winning football games.
5: Real quick, uh, and then we'll let you go. Uh, You've been generous already with your time. Wait, you know the the reason I think uh, it's a, it's an easy hypothesis to make here. The reason you were named the number one player in NFL history is because the difference between you and the next guy at your position is probably the greatest distance of any in football.
2: You'd have to go back to the 30s. Yeah. To find well, somebody who's who to
5: do you consider? Who does Jerry Rice say is the second best wide receiver in NFL history? Oh my god. You Who guys you put me on the see? Well, right you could there. go Calvin Johnson. You could go T.O. No. You <laughs> could go, you know, there are a lot of ways you could go.
1: You know, you got from, from Terrell Owens, you got from Calvin Johnson, you got Larry Fitzgerald, you got so many other guys that, you know, a lot of young guys that, that, that's really going to put up outstanding numbers because this is more of a passing league now. But, you know, I, I think right now, Terrell, he's, he's probably second behind me in mm. touchdowns. And, uh, he always wanted to break out the popcorn and do all that, but the guy was an animal <laughs> on the football field. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably, uh, it's going to boil down to, uh, Kevin Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, uh, towards the end because, you know, these guys got the large contracts, but they still are workaholics. And, and I like to see that because uh, so many guys get in position. They get the big contracts, then all of a sudden they disappear. These guys are getting better, and uh, they're going to go out there and compete every season.
5: All right. You wore the Seahawks uniform. We'll discount that one. Raiders or 49ers? Who had the better uniform?
1: Forty <laughs> ers What are you talking about?
5: Because well, the Raiders <laughs> looks good. That black jersey <laughs> and the silver pants.
1: But, hey. Hey, my legacy is with the san francisco 49ers <laughs> I, I bleed 49ers I like the loyalty
5: there I like that and 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 obviously we don't even have to discuss Mississippi Valley State as a good uniform a uh, cool right. now. oh that's that's how the delta devil. Yeah, man, you know the Christmas, uh, the Christmas colors. colors. Ugh, you and Deacon. <laughs> but I'll tell you, on that top one hundred list all time, it's pretty amazing. The Deacon Jones right. and Jerry Rice. That Mississippi Valley State had two guys uh, on there up there the with Alabama and, the and every you know Alabama, USC, everybody else.
1: Hey, guys, but you know what? I work hard for this. Anything that I put on, I'm going to make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> Very
5: true. You know what? And you, I'll tell you, you really did make it look good, uh, Jerry Rice, because I say all the time, the thing that is phenomenal about you, and I think back on you. Unlike Lynn Swan or a guy like that, it seems like you never dove for a football. It seems like you always caught the ball in stride, in full speed. How is that? It, it really always is well, always well ahead of Jerry Gray and the rest yeah, of the Rams. Just Gray. Yeah, just Gray. Never had to yeah, lay out was, for a ball. That was something that I really worked on,
1: guys, all week long, and and that's being able to uh, be explosive the last five yards, dig, and, and, and just run out of that football. So, You know, preparation is everything, and and that's something I never wanted to do. I never wanted to leave my seat. I always wanted to catch the ball, and and my seat was in, in constant motion. So that last five yards, you bury your head and you dig and and you get to that football.
5: Boy, a lot of receivers these days should take lessons from Jerry Rice because that is something that, that seems like guys like making the uh, highlight reel catches more than uh, catching the ball in stride. Either way, Jerry Rice, what a delight. Good luck with the golf game. Good luck with uh, the development uh, of the website there. Of course, it's Jerry Rice Design Off Contest, Wix, dot com, And uh, if you help Jerry out there, you can win $10,000. $10, baby. My goodness, that's a lot of loot there. All right, fella, a pleasure. When you're in L.A., we'd love for you to visit us here in Studio 66.
1: Uh, make sure I come by, guys. All right,
5: excellent. There you. he is. Right. Right. The Thanks, Jerry. Greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry
4: Rice.
5: That was fun, Rank. I like. I was, he had some interesting thoughts. I see. I like I don't have that gene necessarily that I'm so competitive all the time about everything, but it, it, it's instructive, I guess, for mm-hmm. anybody out there. Although I think you kind of have to. That, if you can. It's what you always hear about Michael Jordan and. Joe Montana always you always hear those stories about him about that the chip on your shoulder that you have to you have to even if you don't have somebody who's creating a reason for you to have the fire in your belly to beat them you have to concoct it and i feel like Jerry Rice is one of those guys
2: yep it's one of those things too they always say never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed don't don't talk to somebody who you grew up not liking yep and then have them be pleasant cuz now i don't know how to feel i i spent my whole adolescence Rooting against Jerry Rice. And now that was a, well, except, um, you know, he was, he, same he with seemed,
5: me. you know, you know, my thing with the Ravens, how am I supposed to dislike them when they're, when they behave nicely?
2: Isn't, yeah. I, I, I now see what you've gone through with Brendan, I mm-hmm. and some of the other delightful Ravens who have come through. So yes, yeah. I under,
5: I understand your plight now. All right. Well, listen, rank, you're going off on vacation now. And then uh, the hall of fame. Oh yeah. When's hall of fame next week? Next week. Oh, Oh, really? Next week. Oh, well, be. Oh, so you're gone all next week. Be on the lookout. That reminds me me and Warren Sapp jumped into the sports car, and we took a little ride. I. Attempted to take him <laughs> to Canton, but then I got—I I realized I had other things to do. But anyway, I don't want to uh, – spoiler alert. I've seen seen—I've seen a first cut. It's very good. Sap and I jumped in the car. We talked about it all, where to wear the gold jacket, where not to, <laughs> all that sort of thing. And uh, so we get into that. Be on the lookout for that. That will be up there in the next few days. Rank, I'm sad to not be making the trip to uh, – Eastern Ohio with you. And, of course, the better way to go, you can fly into Cleveland. But mm-hmm. the smart man flies into Pittsburgh, drives the extra half hour to Canton because you can make a pit stop at Promantis
2: I've made it a special point to not fly to Pittsburgh if I'm not with you. If, if you were going, that's exactly what I would have. We done. could have
5: stopped off and seen a ball game. Oh, I would have loved it. Oh, and PNC Park as those pirates try to get off the schneid, get to 20 some more wins and uh, finally break that terrible losing streak. All right. Well, listen. Jerry Rice, what a delight. Black tie, less so. Thanks to <laughs> Handsome. Good luck to Mark Sessler and the rest of the ATL boys. ATL podcast coming at you at some point this week. Rank, have a swell vacation. We'll see you when you get back. Next, uh, later on this uh, this week, we're going to be kibitzing with Michael Fabiano, of course, the king of uh, fantasy football here at NFL. We'll get you some thoughts as you prepare for your draft. Also, I think we're going to talk to Akbar. Are uh, another fantasy talker, but also a guy who pulls back the curtain and tells everything we need to know about what happens in those NFL locker rooms. We've kibitzed <laughs> about a couple of issues. Well, if it, I think you'll find it enjoyable, some of the things that we're talking about. It gives him about. a chance to brag, yes. <laughs> about his manhood. <laughs> all right, well, listen. There. Thus ends the uh, thing, but again, nfl.com slash S-H-E-K, all those uh, video interviews, or at least highlights of them, up there for your perusal. Barkley, Dilfer, uh so on and so forth buck aj hawk and i singing steph curry and i shooting golf balls all that jazz check it out we'll be back with more hooey and applesauce later on in the meantime thanks so much football
0: fans it's been a thin slice of heaven you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new
1: Camry, but it's actually bingo night
0: mini-golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third-best city for beer, like this one. Or, home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And, hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.